the underestimating God this morning to step into your matter. The song says, God will make a way. Can we just appreciate you? I will worship you forever. We worship you forever. Love you forever. Because this God is too good. I will worship you. Worship Oh! 
Father, we worship you once again. You are just enough for us. You that made a way where there is no way. You that step into our situation and is as if nothing. You have turned our life around and you have expressed your beauty upon us. You took us from merry clay even to sit with princes at the gate. We are once worthless and you took the worthless clay to make it a delight. Father, you have been faithful to us. Father, you have been wonderful to us. Lord, we put our trust ever in you. Not in men. Lord, as we go into your world this morning, let it bring illumination to our hearts. Let it bring help unto our soul. Let the light give direction to our parts. And let it bring understanding to our minds. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray. Thank you. God bless you. I appreciate that. Last week, the Lord um, spoke to us again on the issue of sowing, the principle of sowing in hard times. And God spoke in many ways that even our calendar is not the same as the world's calendar. We also, last month, we looked at the principle of building your relationship with God, that is acquainting the self with the Lord. Who you are, knowing well that life is in faces. When we want to define contentment, I would like to define contentment in this way, that it is the state of being satisfied with what you have and who you are, knowing well that life is in faces. Because if you don't understand that life is in faces, there is the tendency that you will miss God's counsel for your life.
Contentment is a Christian virtue that we all need to have. So when we say that it is a state of being satisfied with whatever God has given you, being satisfied with your state or your present status, knowing well, that's a key word there, knowing well that life is in what? Faces. It's like a conception that took place in the womb of a woman and after three months, you want to bring out the baby because you have been longing for this baby and you want to quickly do naming ceremony. If you bring that this baby at the age of three, at the, month, um, at the third month, what are you trying to do to this baby? You are trying to kill it. Many of us, because we lack contentment, or we lack the understanding of what is called contentment, we have destroyed or tampered with many great things that God has been doing in our lives. So we run ahead of what we don't know and destroy many things that we don't even have an idea. Isaiah 54 says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not what? Your ways. It's a state of being satisfied. This thing doesn't make any difference whether I am abound with plenty or I am with nothing. You know, at times we see some of our faces very sad when... It's towards the end of the month and you have finished spending almost all your money. As if you are the one that is providing for yourself. You go around with, with a face that makes God, you make God to look as if um, God is wicked. You know, I remember a testimony of uh, Reverend Umar Okpai. He said the woman just came one day and she was crying. I've been barren for years. And he said, is that why you are crying? You are crying. Why are you crying? And she prayed for, he prayed for the woman and said, well, go and begin to give birth. So the following month, the woman conceived. After nine months, the woman gave birth. The tenth month, the woman conceived. After the ninth month, she gave birth. After, by the tenth month, she conceived. So she now came to the man of God and said, please, the two we have on ground, we are okay. Now I have the third one. And the man said, I told you the last time you came that God is going to embarrass you with children. Is that no more embarrassment? That's an embarrassment. May God embarrass some of you here in Jesus' name. A state 
of being content. Paul said, I know what is it. I have been in need and I'm still having a joy. I have been in plenty and my joy has not changed. You see, that's why joy is different from happiness. Happiness deals with happenings, what you see around. The day is not happening, you will be sad. The day is happening, you will be happy. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17. Can you quickly give me 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 7, verse 17? Okay? But as God has distributed to every man, as the Lord has called everyone, let so, let, so let him walk, and so I ordain in all churches. You see, you cannot compare yourself with another man. The day you start comparing yourself, then you will miss what is called contentment. You will never be satisfied with what you have. You always want the thing of another man. That's when um, covetousness steps in. You have a brown shoe, beautiful. May the Lord continue to bless you. Now you saw another person with a brown shoe. You are designing his own brown shoe as if it's your own. You already have one brown shoe. This person is now using this. Me too, I must use this. You see, comparison will make you despise whatever God is doing in your life. And so when you don't cultivate or learn this virtue, contentment, you will enter into what is called a rat race and keep running and keep struggling and yet not having it. Um, the economist said that human wants are what? They are what? Insatiable. Try it with little children and you will enjoy what I'm talking about. How many things do they want? Everything. Daddy, I want this. He said, maybe you have just finished eating. He said, I see our space. You want brown gilly with brown what? Answer now. Brown shoe and brown bag. Then when you come to chocolate color, what do you do? Brown chocolate, eh? chocolate head, chocolate leg, chocolate hand. May God help us in Jesus' name. I know that our brothers, um, 
brothers in that area doesn't have much problem. Do you have? How do we they describe us? How many belts do you need? How many belts? Mention the color. Brown and black. Mention the shoe. Mention the shirt. White and blue. Eh? Praise God. First Corinthians and First Timothy chapter six. First Timothy chapter six. Verse six to eight. First Timothy chapter six. Can we quickly see it? But godliness. Can we read it together? One to go. But godliness with contentment is a great gain. Godliness is good. Godliness is something that we must pursue. But the Bible said, no, don't hold on to godliness alone. What should we add to it? Contentment. And when you add it to it, what does it become? A great gain. Verse 7. For we brought nothing into this world. And it is what? It is what? It is what? We cannot carry, we can carry nothing out. 18, um, 8. And having food and raiment, let us be there with what? Content. You have not brought anything to this world. Why do you want to die for it? Why is it that your longing and your labor is for this world? I see people struggling to achieve something in this world. They are not pursuing to achieve something at eternity. Know why the Bible talks about don't lay your treasure where? On this earth. There is nothing you have brought to this world. Why must you not? Why must you die because of it? Somebody was making a joke and said, they just, just got a car. And I'm Robert Major and said, your life or your car. Eh? Your life or your car. 
He said, you can take my life. I can't leave my car. So when they kill him, what will happen to the car? There was one very rich man in Ondo State that somebody said he attended the burial. And he said the bishop that presided over the burial said, he said to the children and to the people around the graveyard, he said, I wish a um, chief can take one of his beautiful cars along. We bury it with him so that he can be driving it where he's going. He said, but it is not possible. If all your life, everything you are living for is just for this earth, the Bible said we are what? Most miserable. Miserable. So Paul was telling Timothy, he said, having food and raiment, let us be there with what? Content. Or what are the two major things that we spend our money on? Eh? Is it not food? Is it not raiment? Can we look at examples of contentment in the Bible? I'll first look at um, 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse, I'll read from verse 8. It's a common story, so I will do some jumping. 2 Kings chapter 4, from verse 8. It has to do with um, Elisha and the Shunammite woman. Verse 8, And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was, that as often as he passed by, he turned in either to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, and I pray thee on the wall, and let us set him there a bed, a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be that when he cometh to us, he shall turn in either. And it fell on that day that he came either, and he turned unto the chamber and lay down. And he said unto Giazi, that is El, his servant, call this Shunammite woman. And when he has called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is it to be done for thee? Why will thou be spoken for to the king? Will thou be spoken for to the king? Or to the captain of hosts? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, What then is it to be done for her? And Giazi answered, Verily she had no child. 
and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he has called her, she stood in the door. And when he said about, about this season, according to the life, time of life, thou shalt bear, embrace a child, a son. And he said, Nay, my Lord, thou art man of God. Do not lie unto me to unto thy handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha has said unto her, according to the time of life. Even though this woman kept doing good to Elisha and Gehazi each time they passed, Elisha felt that, let's do something for this woman. And called the woman and said, do you need connection with the king? Or you need connection with the captain? Mention what you want. And the woman said, nothing. I prefer to dwell among where? My brethren. She was contempt with the state at which God has put her. She could have lost opportunity. She didn't even ask for a baby. It was Elisha that was brainstorming and saying, ah, so what can we do for this woman? He now called Gehazi's servant and said, wait, what can we do for this woman now that she doesn't need anything? And Gehazi said, ah, she doesn't have a child. He said, okay, go and call her again. And Elisha prayed for her. You know, at times when we do people favor, oh God, woman art is very deceitful. They even do favor in order that one day you will remember that I did you favor so that you can do something. Can you see woman's art? This woman was not looking for favor. She was content. So most times when, oh, you know at times, you have made it in the statement that the other time, I was the one that helped him. Now he came to my turn. He did not help me. Is that why you helped him the other time? If you want to do good, do good. Remember, it's a seed you have sown. You will reap it. If you don't want to do good, don't do good. It's a seed you have sown. But this woman said, no, no, I'm satisfied. I'm okay. You don't need anything. Say, I'm okay. Praise the Lord. Another example is Esther. It's in Esther, chapter 2, verse 11 to 17. I'll just explain. Ex Esther, chapter 2, verse 11 to 17. When Esther is supposed to appear before the king, can we just open to it? There's a verse there that I want us to read. Do we have Esther in church for us to read it for us? We are, do we have Esther in church to read it for us? Okay, so Esther chapter 2 from verse 11 
Let me read from verse 12. And when every mate's turn was to come to the king Azarus, after he has been in, after she has been 12 months, according to the manner of women, for so were the days of their purification accomplished, to wit, six months with oil of myrrh, six months with sweet odors, and with the other things for purification of the women. So they gave them several things for their beauty and everything. When it came to Esther, verse 15, and when they turned to Esther, the daughter of Abiyalia, the uncle of Mordecai, who had been taken for her, his daughter, for his daughter, was to come into unto the king. She required nothing but what Igai, the king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women, appointed. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all of them that looked upon her. Praise God. There was something that the chamberlain must provide for them. They gave them. And they have opportunity to request for more. So some people requested for more. But Esther was satisfied, was content with what she was given. And the Bible says she received favor of the Lord. Are you satisfied with whatever God has given you? Are you satisfied with the with things that God has provided for you? Or you are still making struggle? Like someone said, God is too slow for me. I need to move fast. I wonder where he's running to. Rather than destruction. So we saw Esther, who also was satisfied with what was provided. I remember the story of a young guy that followed a friend to Sheraton. And when it was time for lunch, he, the guy said he's not eating for the day. You can imagine, Sheraton, ask for anything. So the guy collected his own ticket. After eating his own food, he requested for more using the other guy's ticket. And he started pointing to things he has never seen in his life. And that's how he ate it. Till they finished that seminar, he didn't appear. So his friend came looking for him and said, Ah, oh boy, we didn't see you in the hall again. He said he has been purging since. How will he not purge? Eh? He has added something to what he was given. The seminar he went for, he cannot attend. Be satisfied with whatever you are. And that's how some of us, we go to parties, they serve us with, with small meat. And the next plate that is coming is big meat. So you quickly pass the small meat, the one that has small meat, to the next person, not knowing that it is bone that you are receiving. <laughs> Be content with what you are. Have you not eaten meat before?
Hey, they serve me with this one. And you are, you are grumbling as if you have never eaten chicken before in your life. The one you have been eating, where, where are they? So is that why it's making you to be annoyed? Ordinary Coca-Cola. They say, I was the party. The party was not fine. They didn't even serve somebody. Serve you for what? What is it they serve there that you have never eaten in your house? Be content. Then you are, they are passing the food, the price rice. Now they are now passing Pandedia and say, ah, and it was Pandedia. I wanted to ask for, let me finish this one first. Put that one on the side. You Unfortunately, you have a small stomach. So where will you put everything? Be content with what God has given you. You know, at times we, we behave as if God doesn't know our situation. And so when we are praying, say, God, if you know my situation, if you know my situation, you will have come to help me. Ah. Uh-uh. Who said God doesn't know? When you understand the fatherhood of God, your life becomes easy. Because he's not an irresponsible father. He's not an irresponsible God. He will care for you. He said, I will not leave you, nor forsake you. Do you think the situation you are in or your status today is harassing God? Or what? He said, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I've not eaten for the past three days. Are you the first person? I don't have what to wear. Are you the first person? God has ever been faithful. If he can provide for the sparrow that he never made in his own image, how much more that God can meet our needs? You, you have to understand Psalm 23 verse 1. What's Psalm 23 verse 1? I want to go. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Is it the responsibility of the sheep to start looking for where to feed? I'm asking. So what is your problem? It is our own sheep that dictates to the shepherd. It's our own sheep that tell the shepherd, this is how I'm going to go. God, stamp it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm 23, can we all recite it? One, two, go. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me. Who makes you? To lie down. You see, when God says, wait, sit down. 
You keep struggling. I don't know. You are too active to be handled by God. You are too active. When Jacob was too smart, then the angel had to touch his, his law in the junction here. And he cannot walk properly again. Do you need to have such an encounter before you submit to God? I remember the day I wanted to travel with a friend and a lot of people at the car park and we are looking for bus that will carry us. I said, God, you know I cannot struggle. Provide bus for your son. And as the bus were coming, my friend said, let's run. I said, no, don't run. Our bus has not come. Relax. So we kept standing. We are just seeing. Then suddenly, this bus appeared. And God said, that is the bus I provided for you. I asked God, should I run? He said, no. You don't need to run. So wait here. Do you know that the bus parked in front of us? The door open in front of us, and we don't need to struggle to enter. And my friend come and said, how did you know that that is our boss? Because I follow the shepherd who will not leave me stranded. Why we don't enjoy God or enjoy being content is that even when God has given us something, our eyes is they are on some other things that God has not given us because we think God, um, how should I say it? Eh? Let, me, let me say this. Somebody was, said he went for a party. They started serving food at the front. He was at the back. And he said, ah, if I say too much at the back, they will not serve me food, though. So he ran to the front. When the person that was directing people to serve, he said, now go to the back and serve now. So as they were serving, they saw him coming from the back to sit there and say, ah, bros, they have already given you food at the front. He said, no, he was I said, no, we are not giving you any. He lost at the end. That's how we have lost God. We have lost the purpose of God. We have lost many things in God. Why? Because we think we are smart. We are smarter than the shepherd. You are more intelligent than God. He makes me to lie down. Where? In green pasture. He leads me beside what? The still water. Your struggle in life is a cause. You don't know. Go and read Genesis chapter 3. When God was cursing the ground, he said from the sweat, who sweat? Somebody that struggled. But by the virtue of our salvation, every cause has been removed. As a Christian, you can labor but you must not struggle. 
Struggle means you are fighting against resistance. You are fighting because there is a victory that has been accomplished. You know, there is an adage in Yoruba that talks about the, the son or the child of a person selling clothes. He's wearing what? Rag. How can the person who is a child of a merchant of clothes wearing rag? That means there is something wrong with his relationship with his father. And so, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall what? I shall not want. He didn't say I will not be in need. I shall not what? I shall not want. Because he will guide you. Have you submitted for God to guide you? You know, I kept praying for myself. Lord, order my steps. Let me always be at the right place at the right time. Because the way of a man is not in himself. Jeremiah 10, 23. It is not in man to direct his path. Jeremiah um, 10, 23. It is not in man to direct his path. And because it is not in me to direct my path, I give him my, my life. Direct my path. Allow God to direct you. And you'll be content with whatever God offers. Because life is in what? In faces. Today you eat one meal. Because life is in faces. Who told you that you will not eat four meals in a day? Who told you? I remember when I was in the university, I had a shoe, a very special shoe. It was my eldest brother that used it and passed it to my elder brother and passed it to me. It has nets with correct um, leather. But if you check my own shoe, it has about three or four types of leather joined together. You know those occasions that we attend? And you will need to hide your shoe under the stable so that nobody will see the kind of shoe you are wearing. As, do you, does somebody understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? You know that some shoes, when you go somewhere, you put it outside like this so that everybody will see it's shiny. And me, I can't put my shoe like that. But do you know that God stepped in. Ah! I've used many shoes in my life. I can't remember the one I bought with my money. From that time onward, people were giving me shoes. So there was a time I was wearing a terrible one. There was a state that I was wearing a good one. One day somebody saw me with a warm brown shoe and said, ah, how much did you buy this shoe? I said, me, buy shoe. The Lord just provide for me. 
this was 2003, and he said he went to price the same shoe. That shoe was around 15,000 then. That 15,000 was about um, 15,000 was about five or six times my salary that I was wearing. He said, no wonder that you are just slamming your leg anywhere. I said, how will I wonder when I have a father that provides you? Because your situation is like this today doesn't mean that it's going to remain like that. But whatever God, wherever God has put you, Whatever God is doing in your life, be content with it. Be content with it. Stop grumbling. Stop complaining. And if not that, then, if not that, then, if, if not what? If not what? I know where my mates are. Some of your mates are in the prison. It's God that bailed you out. I've been privileged to go to the correctional center to preach. And I have heard of cases where the person doesn't know anything about it and was released after seven years. Do you think somebody could not have picked you up and you don't know anything about it and you are there for seven years? Maybe you will grumble. Appreciate God. The second thing I would like to talk about is understanding the will of God. This is very important. Understanding the will of God in your situation. Understanding the will of God in your situation. The first thing I mentioned is understanding the fatherhood of God. And the second thing I'm mentioning is what? Understanding the will of God. Let's read Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. Can you quickly give me? I need to move very fast now. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Yes. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be ye not what? Unwise. What's another name for unwise? Eh? Foolish. Understanding what the will of the Lord is for this time. You know that David, um, Joseph was, let me say, kidnapped by his um, brothers. What was the first thing they did to him? They put him inside what? Pit. And I'm sure that he was not just staying inside the pit alone. He would have been praying for deliverance. And God granted his prayer and delivered him. They brought him out of the pit and took him where? Sold him to these uh, merchants. They took him to where? Egypt. Potiphar bought him. Let's assume that Joseph, around 17, everything happened within 17 and 20. And by the time he managed Potiphar's business, 
Potiphar's business became mighty. Do you think or have you ever thought that Joseph could not have had opportunity to return back to Canaan land? Do you think he doesn't know the way to Canaan? I'm asking. Have you thought of it before? At that age, that his master used to travel everywhere and he knows about his mother's business than the master. Do you think he doesn't know his way back? He knew his way back to his fatherland. But it is not the will of God for him to return. Why? Understanding what the will of the Lord is. If you check Luke chapter 12, there is this story, a parable that Jesus said about a rich man. The Bible said the rich man had plenty harvest. And the rich man said, I will say to myself, I will pull down this barn. I will build a bigger one. I will fill my barn with plenty. And I will say to my soul, eh? Yes? I will say to my soul, now rest. What happened to him that day? The Bible said the angel came and said, Thou fool, you are not wise. You are not wise. You have not reached where God is taking you to. You are having rest. Why, can, why are you content with what is not the will of God? Did you get what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to balance it up. Be content with whatever God has given you. Fine. But you must also understand the will of God for you part time. For this man, for this rich man, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? When you are not yet where God is taking you to, you cannot sit down and be content. If you sit down on that, God said you are what? You are a fool. You are not wise. That is not where they are taking you to. If God is taking you to you know, I was selling one of our daughters. I went to, to a shop and I saw this fine shop. She just started. I said, what about this our next one? He said, eh, somebody. I said, somebody. Go and collect it. Add it to your own. This is not where God is taking you to. Don't stay with this small thing. This is not God's will for you. Expand. Don't be unwise. So somebody can be, can be unwise, sitting down, and that is not where God wants him to be in life. You will not be unwise in Jesus' name. So, understand what the will of the Lord is. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, can you give me 1 Corinthians chapter 2? Verse 9, starting from verse 9. Now, remember that the other time we are talking about building a solid relationship with God. Eyes have not seen, nor air had, neither has he entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Continue. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him, even, even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Continue. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of, the spirit of which is of God, that we might know we might know what? Again, the things that are freely given to us of God. I have experienced this in many ways. The one that was so funny to me was when I was having my devotion one day and as I was having my devotion the spirit who knows the things in the heart of the father revealed to me and said, it is time to request for your car. I just smiled. So when they said it is time, what should I do? It is time, not near. So I make my request and say, Lord, it is time for you to provide us with a car. Thank you in Jesus' name. You know that one doesn't need any speaking in tongue. So I told my wife, I said, God said, it is time for us to make requests for our car. He said, let us pray. I said, ah, this one is just a prayer support. I've already sent the Korea to go. Two days after, somebody said, hey, did I give you anything for your wedding last year? The special gifts I want to give you. I said, no, sir. Send me your account details. He sent certain amounts. Somebody said, Como, I wanted to give you a car, but it's a very bad car. And I don't want you to, to go and be spending money on it. That person sold it and sent the money to, to us. We added 20,000 out of 220,000. And we bought a car that same month. What was my effort? Eh? You just to license it. I'm telling you, just to license it. I say, God, is that how it happens? When you know those things that are freely given unto you, your request will become bold. How many of God, how many of us have gone to God and said, God, what are the things that are freely given to me? Oh, yeah, begin to mention them. Let me begin to make requests. God cannot give you what is not meant for you. 
So at times we keep shouting and praying on what is not meant for our lives because we don't know the will of God. If it, excuse me, are people prospering in this country? I'm talking about legally. Are people prospering? Have you heard of, ah, nobody can make it in this country again. Have you heard of it before? In this same country, in this same Gera, Isaac planted and did what? Collected. They said there was famine in the land. Famine is what? Lack of what? Food. And that is where the God instructed another one and said, plan to. Does it make sense? When everybody is already hanging their boots because the weather is not conducive for planting, that's when you are receiving instruction to go and plant. And you went to plant and you are reaping hundredfold. Where men are not reaping, are counting their losses. When men are cast down, you'll be testifying of a lifting up. When men are cast down, you'll be testifying of a lifting up. Understand what God wants for your life. Know the will of God. Know the direction that God wants you to go. I also remember a testimony I had. The person was having his quiet time. He came to this Mapoli. First list came out. Second list came out. His name was not there. So he has given up. But as he was having his devotion in the morning, God spoke to him. He said, pack your things and travel back to Abekuta. Go to the um, provost's office and go and sit down. Ah. So he carried his things and traveled and came to provost's office and sat among the visitors of provost. As he sat down, my brother was there. He came to see the provost. And as he was talking with the guy, he knew that he was a Christian and he said God spoke to him to come around. So one man passed and everybody greeted that man. So a person said, Ah, he knew that man, that that man was a father to his friend, and he mentioned the friend's name. So my brother said, when that man comes out, go and greet him and ask after that person. So when the man came, I said, ah, daddy, good morning, sir. I said, ah, good morning, how are you? Um, he said, ah, he's, uh, this person said, he's fine. He said, what are you doing here? He said, I came for admission. He said, what is your course? This is provost list. What is your name? He said, see you later. He doesn't know the man's name. doesn't know anything. But he followed an instruction. How many times has God instructed you and said, it is not possible? It is not possible. It is not. When will it be possible in your life? May you not be guardian of impossibility in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Number three. Practice gratitude. Practice gratitude. 
first to God and to man. Practice gratitude. Practice gratitude. Learn to be grateful to God. The Bible says in all situations, give what? Give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. There are some of us who don't give thanks to God. We tell God more of our needs than appreciating God. We tell God about our needs than appreciating Him. I'm praying that God will help our hearts in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Can we buy this at this point? Will you thank God because he's your father? The songwriter said, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. With love and strength for each new day. Can you say, Lord, I'm satisfied with you. As your life full of complaint, maybe you don't know that the, your situation is another man's prayer point to be. Somebody that is kidding is not working. Somebody that is, they have condemned to hospital bed is wishing that, Lord, even if it is trouble like this man I have, I'm okay. Just take me out of this hospital. God has been kind and be faithful to you. Will you appreciate him this morning? And if you are here this morning, you have never given your life to Christ, or you gave your life to Christ, but you don't think your life or your heart is with God, but you want to dedicate your life to God again this morning, and you want to say, Lord, I think I have been ungrateful, but Lord, I'm lifting my hands this morning to accept you into my life again. If you are in our midst, just raise your hand. I would like to pray with you. you. Want to give your life to Christ this morning? You want to say, Lord, have your way. Have you been struggling with God? And you don't know his will. Why don't you go to him and say, Lord, show me your will so that all my struggles cease. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. Thank you for the way you came through your word to us this morning. We pray that you will cause us to be satisfied with whatsoever you provide for us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that to prompt our hearts even to great and good sources in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May we not stray away from you. May you handle our life like sheep with the shepherd in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.